Welcome to Overlooked. My name is Yemi, and I'll be your host for the show. Released weekly, I share Overlooked stories from around the world with you. This will include the good, the bad, the weird, and sometimes the absolutely hilarious. Come back often, share with your friends, and feel free to add the podcast to your regular podcast rotation, wherever you get your podcasts. If you come across stories or articles that you think should be featured here, please don't hesitate to share them. Now, it's time for this week's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 30. This is a milestone for the Overlook podcast. So please celebrate this achievement with us wherever you are. Over the last 30 episodes, curious minds from Lagos in Nigeria to the city of Bonn in Germany have tuned in to listen to Overlook stories. This is quite exciting. All right, then. Let's jump straight into the stories for this week. We start this week's episode in the Democratic Republic of Congo, or the DRC, where there have been sexual abuse claims against officials of the United Nations or the UN. UN agencies, including the World Health Organization and UNICEF, are being affected. In an investigation that was published in September this year by the Thompson Reuters Foundation and the New Humanitarian, more than 50 women accused AIDS workers from the WHO and leading charities of demanding sex in exchange for jobs during the 2018-2020 to 2020 Ebola crisis. Most of the women said that numerous men from the WHO had either propositioned them, forced them to have sex in exchange for a job, or terminated their contracts when they refused their advances. The women also pointed out that these men came from UNICEF, Oxfam, Médecins Sans Frontières, World Vision, Alima, and the International Organization for Migration. The women who work as cooks, cleaners, and community outreach workers said that they were drugged with drinks, ambushed in offices and hospitals, and locked in rooms by men they identified as aid workers. One woman was an Ebola survivor who was seeking psychological help at the time. At least two women said that they became pregnant because of their abuse. WHO has since said its leadership and staff were outraged, other agencies have followed suit, and last week the WHO opened an investigation into the accusations leveled against their agents. This comes at a tough time. The DRC is currently fighting fresh outbreaks of Ebola, in addition to the global pandemic going on right now. The current outbreak is DRC's 11th, and its third in the last two years. Flying over to Japan According to multiple media reports, Japan's government has decided to release radioactive water from the devastated Fukushima nuclear plant into the sea. A formal announcement is expected before the end of October. The Tokyo Electric Power Company has collected more than 1 million tons of contaminated water since the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear plant was crippled by the enormous earthquake and tsunami that took place in March 2011. It is currently being stored in large tanks but those are expected to be full by the year 2022. That is just two years away. According to reports, over 1.2 million tons of radioactive cooling water from the Fukushima nuclear plant will be released into the sea. While the water will be treated, it is still considered radioactive. The nuclear disaster at Fukushima sent an unprecedented amount of radiation into the Pacific. But long before then, Atomic bomb tests and radioactive waste disposal were already contaminating the sea. 
the effects of which are still being felt today. In a press release, Greenpeace said that there is no justification for additional deliberate radioactive pollution in the marine environment or atmosphere. In fact, local fishermen have come out strongly against the plan. Since the Fukushima disaster, they have been struggling to build back their reputation internationally, especially since elevated radioactive levels can still be detected in their waters. Cyprus is now suspending a scheme that grants citizenship and guarantees visa-free travel throughout the EU for those who make a substantial financial investment. You may remember this story from when we featured it on episode 22 of this season. In the wake of Al Jazeera's reports, and I would like to think some of the additional coverage the story got from independent news sources and podcasts like this, the government of Cyprus has now announced that the Cyprus investment program will end on November 1st. Opposition leaders do not believe this. They have raised an alarm and concern that a powerful lobby will likely resist the attempts to end CIP. Anti-corruption protests have started. Hundreds of people have gathered in the Cypriot capital of Nicosia. They are there to protest against corruption following the undercover investigation that implicated high-ranking officials in the passport sales. A link to the hour-long undercover investigation, which is really interesting I highly recommend, is in the blog. Or you can just search the Cyprus Papers undercover on YouTube. This story will be of particular interest to those who watch football, or known in North America as soccer. The Czech police have detained 20 people, including the deputy Czech football association head, Roman Berber, and some referees over accusations of corruption and match-fixing after a nationwide raid. The match-fixing allegedly took place in the second and third tiers of Czech football. Berber held his post since 2013 and, according to local media, has been pulling the strings in Czech football for years. This just reminds me of the FIFA scandal. If you haven't seen it, go look up John Oliver's coverage on FIFA. It was both hilarious and sad at the same time. It's been a few years now, but it's still relevant, I think. Keeping with this theme, I have going on arrests. In one of several cases against him, the former French president, Mr. Sarkozy, is being charged with criminal conspiracy, an additional charge in a long-running investigation. He has rejected all the charges. Prosecutors suspect that Mr. Sarkozy and several associates had received millions of euros from the regime of late Colonel Muammar Gaddafi to help his election campaign. He served as president from 2007 to 2012. In a separate case, he is to go on trial accused of trying to bribe a magistrate, Gilbert Azebert, by offering a prestigious job in Monaco in return for information about a criminal inquiry into his political party. His court appearance is scheduled from the 23rd of November to the 10th of December 2020. He is also scheduled to go on trial from the 17th of March to the 15th to the 15th of April in 2021 over allegations called the Begemon Affair. In this case, he's been accused of having fraudulently overspent in his unsuccessful 2012 presidential campaign. Since we're in a roll, we might as well have the third case of arrest. The former Mexican defense minister has been arrested in Los Angeles on drug and money laundering charges. He's also been accused of taking bribes in exchange for permitting a cartel known for wholesale violence to operate with impunity in Mexico. 
General Salvador Cepeda, was the Mexican National Secretary of Defense from 2012 to 2018. U.S. authorities have indicted him on four counts, which include international heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, and marijuana manufacturing distribution conspiracy, importation and distribution conspiracies, and the conspiracy to launder the proceeds of narcotics. The Mexican president, Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador, said that the arrest serves to illustrate that the main problem in Mexico is corruption. The president, who was elected on an anti-corruption platform in 2018, has accused his predecessors of running a narco-government that allowed for corruption. Currently, former leaders cannot be prosecuted. They have immunity, and he is trying to lift that. A fire erupted in Mount Kilimanjaro located in Tanzania. An initial image shared by the country's National Park Service on Twitter showed flames on the mountain. At 5,895 meters, or 19,341 feet, Mount Kilimanjaro is the tallest freestanding mountain in the world, formed by a dormant volcano near East Africa's Rift Valley. A local newspaper called The Citizen has said communities that are near the peak were trying to put out the flames, but the altitude of the fire made battling the blaze quite difficult. Firefighters initially made progress in extinguishing parts of the blaze, but strong winds caused the fire to spread pretty fast. After burning for about five days, the Tanzanian authorities have now announced plans to deploy helicopters and planes to help out and control the blaze on the mountain. It is not clear what caused the fire. Initial reports indicate that the fire was caused by porters hitting food for climbers, but it is still being investigated. So yeah, there is literally fire on the mountain. As a freckle-bestowed human myself, I found this week's fun fact quite intriguing and almost scary. Well, there was really nothing to be scared about. You'll see. Did you know that it is possible to get a freckle on your eyeball? It is weird, but it is true. Right after reading it, I went to inspect my eyeballs, and I'm glad to report that they are freckle-free. So before you rush to check your own eyes, let's get to the final story for this week. Tasmanian devils have been reintroduced into the wild in mainland Australia for the first time in 3,000 years. Conservation groups released 26 of the animals into a large sanctuary in Barrington Tops, north of Sydney. The Tasmanian devil has been classified as an endangered species. A conservation group called Aussie Ark worked with other animal groups to release Tasmanian devils into a 1,000-acre fence sanctuary. The animals have been placed in the sanctuary to keep their chances of survival high. They will not be supplied with food, water, or shelter to reduce their dependency, and another 40 are said to be released into the sanctuary over the next two years. Run wild, run free, you little devil. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Have yourselves a great week. Thanks for listening, friends. As a reminder, the podcast is released weekly. Subscribe or follow across social media to be notified when a new episode is released. Overlooked is a Tunuka Media production, which also includes shows like Africa in My Kitchen, with more on the way. Follow Tunuka Media on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to connect to say hi or to be on the forefront of upcoming shows and program schedules. Until next time, I'm your host, Yemi.